Hi, I'm John McDougall, and welcome to Legal Marketing Review. Today, my guest is Jay Wager, Director of Business Development with Nutter, McLennan & Fish in Boston, Massachusetts. Jay is also a past president of the Legal Marketing Association New England chapter. Welcome, Jay. Thanks for having me, John. Yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, Jay, what? how important is, is it that an attorney is an authority in their main practice area versus trying to be good at many areas of law? Well, this is a, a really a common uh, conflict that many attorneys uh, have within themselves. And then when they are working with business developers, either coaches or internal or even with marketers, is that uh, they always have the fear of putting themselves in the marketplace and being pigeonholed for only one specific area of law. And um, that's not really what I think the the purpose of of being a uh, authority in a main area is all about. Um, we're not we're not trying to direct an attorney in any way to be only good at one thing or to only be knowledgeable at one thing. It's all about market penetration and getting the attention of a attention deficit world. And uh, the world does react to uh, going deep on one or two specific subject areas of subject matter. And so um, we really do try to coach uh, attorneys that it is the most effective way to be heard out in the marketplace is to become an authority on, on one specific issue. So um, it, it's a balance in terms of educating the attorneys that we aren't trying to uh, change their career path or what the, or try to limit all the great experience they may have earned over their career but they do if they want to get attention in the marketplace they do need to be focused yeah really really nicely put the uh, the attention deficit world it's true uh, where we have so much marketing coming at us and so many distracting things that it's it, it's a shortcut to say oh that's the the guy or the company or woman that's really good at that yeah, and and I really think there's got to be a a consistency also in the in the, the multiple channels that you're you're using to to talk in the marketplace. That you've got your your website biography, you've got your LinkedIn biography, you've got content that you're producing into articles or presentations. You've got all these different ways, and they they do need to have a a a singular focus. Maybe not singular, but a more of a focus. Uh, and consistency across all those mediums. You know, there's a there's a viral aspect aspect of everything, and if you're out there on these multiple channels with a with drumming a specific theme, um, you'll get the attention you're getting, and and other people will notice that and recognize you for that subject that you've decided to focus on. Um, the other the other important part is also aligning your areas of work and your case examples with those areas of specificity. And so I'd like to you know, encourage folks to not, instead of putting down 20 or 25 different case examples of what you've done, either prioritize or narrow it down to the ones that are more closely aligned to the thought leadership position you're trying to achieve. That's great advice, definitely. Um, well put. Uh, and do people generally hire based on a law firm's brand or on an individual attorneys? And how much influence do attorneys of substance and their website bio pages have on hiring decisions? Hmm. Uh, I, I would say that 
my, my mantra has always been that clients buy from people, not firms. However, that doesn't mean that the brand of the law firm is not important. But uh, I believe that every, we do a number of client interviews, and uh, most of them will almost always say, I am looking for the right person to solve my, my need and my problem. Um, the, the, the firm definitely helps uh, people credentialize and confirm that they've made the right decision, or it may point them to a, a firm that may have talent within it that they're looking for. So that's uh, the firms really do make it easier, make the client feel like they've made the right decision. It's almost a safety net. It's credentialing. It's uh, covering your behind if something goes wrong in many ways. And um, it actually kind of ties back to question one is, you know, help helping the person understand an individual's expertise and their background beforehand. And then others can, can vet you. And the, the conversation becomes, you know, very substantive and not, not really credentialing in any way. So that's, that's how I feel that brand on the attorney level is is equally as important as the firm level, and we'll we'll get you we'll get you farther along. Yeah, no, I, I agree. You know, and I, we've heard that a lot. So it, it's not really just one or the other, but you can't underestimate the the power of of the individual attorney. Um, there, there's a lot to be said for that. But then again, you can't you know rule out how uh, you know the the firm has has a big part in it too. Oh, really big part. I mean, there there's, are definitely uh, brand name firms that are known for a certain level of quality of expertise. Obviously, there's variance within each firm by individual, but um, those firms have built a reputation of having the kinds of uh, attorneys with the area of expertise, with the area of quality and value that uh, promotes that firm brand. And to, to keep that legacy going, they they have to uh, populate those firms with the right kinds of people. So definitely, um, if others don't know an individual for an area of expertise, but they know that an individual comes from a specific firm, uh, that can go a long way in convincing others that you're making the right decision. Absolutely. And when you look an attorney at an attorney website, how do you know if they or their firm are credible and can be trusted? Well, uh, that's that's a great question. When I look at websites, and we've actually been looking at quite a few recently and just making sure that we're as a firm, uh, doing what we need to be doing uh, to to give that splash page or that home page image and get people to get interested and move on deeper into uh, other pages. To me, there are uh, there are three C's, which is content, cases, and clients. And you're putting those three areas up front for people to see that you are about thinking and you're about being able to provide information and um, obviously supplying that in a very nicely packaged and attractive manner but for you to uh, have the confidence that your clients can speak for yourself your work speaks for yourself and that your thinking on on issues can can think for yourselves and you have all of that at an immediate hand on the home page so people can can really go deeper into those areas. I think it's really important that you make it very navigable to get them in there. Um, websites have changed quite a bit. I find websites really need to be information portals for for folks, not just a, an electronic version of a brochure. 
And so the more information and contact you, content you can put on front, the, the more important that is. Yeah, absolutely. What, what are some of the most important thought leadership activities for attorneys, such as blogging, public relations, being an author, bio pages, client alerts and newsletters, social media, etc.? Well, it's kind of that's that's an interesting question. I would say that the first thing an attorney needs to start with is is the most fundamental one, which is a bio page, because that is the one that people will go to most often as a as a quick way of finding out about an individual attorney, um, and not just their background, but the kinds of clients they have, and also the what other thought leadership components they have should be linked to that bio. So that's kind of a, an information central information portal about an individual attorney. I would most importantly start there and be able to have, you know, their, their LinkedIn bio there is there. Their, if their blog, it's there. There's their Twitter handle, it's all there on their, on their, on their bio. Because that is, uh, I believe, one of the most viewed pages and statistically, when we look at it, they are definitely the most read pages on our website. What about so that's that's go ahead. Yeah. What what about uh about us pages where where they're typically on most websites the about us page is the most visited, but on attorney sites we hear this all the time. Just it's amazing how, how much the bio pages really are, are pivotal. Yeah. Well people are again, people look for people and they're they're wanting to really read up on that. The uh the about us pages don't have as many as many hits on it. And uh, I just feel that you need to, uh, a lot of attorneys, their, their bios get stale pretty quickly, and to have that as a, as a, fresh, as a fresh way of doing it. The, the second point being is that your, especially with the younger generation of attorneys, their LinkedIn page needs to be, even though it's, the setup can be different and it does have more uh, dynamics to them, it needs to be a mirror of your bio page in many ways. You need to have the same focused message, need to have the same value propositions, need to really bring across the same kind of thought leadership that you want to have on your website bio page with your LinkedIn bio page. We do we see a lot of inconsistencies uh, between the two, and so uh, if one person's looking at looking at somebody from LinkedIn versus looking at them through the website bio, they may get two very different perspectives. Uh, about that individual. And uh, of course, we want to have a, a consistent message out in the marketplace. We haven't heard enough people saying what you just said. I, th- I think you're adding a nice um, bit of information to, to you know, the, these, these interviews we've been doing around these, these similar topics. Um, you know, the consistency of the brand message, the value proposition, and across these different channels. It's a great point. Right. I mean, you need to really help. You really need to tell a story about yourself, and you really need to be uh, having people want to read on and, and 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 know more about you. And obviously, the end game was for them to to reach out to you either via email or a phone call to really talk about their specific issue and begin a dialogue. That's that's the end game. So I really feel like that's that's some something they really they can work on in terms of the kind of things they can do and then and then you move on to the, the the thought content and the blogging and the pr and and uh client alerts and newsletters so those to me surrounds this core biography about yourself yeah interesting just how powerful and important that is right all right good well thanks for talking to us jay that was fantastic and um how, how can people get in touch with you well i'm uh i'm i'm at uh, Nutter McLennan and Fish 
and we are uh, at Nutter.com, and my email address is letter J, W-A-G-E-R, at Nutter.com. All right, great. And this is John McDougall with the Legal Marketing Review, and um, see you next time, LegalMarketingReview.com.